0: it's Beth and Kristen here. Hello. We are really excited to be here and to chat with you guys. Um, We thank you guys for your wonderful positive feedback. It's been just so encouraging for us. Um, Thank you for uh, giving us grace on kind of our wonky recordings from time to time, but we're getting better. So thank you guys so much. So we're just going to do um, a quick overview of announcements. We have one huge announcement, huge announcement, and that announcement is we're going to be back in person inside the auditorium this Saturday at 5 45 p.m. So there's not going to be uh Crosspoint Plus anymore because we're going to be in person inside. The only difference is you don't have to bring a chair. Still have to bring a mask, don't have to bring a chair, and there's air conditioning. So lots of positives happening there. And then you can stream online for the 10am service if you would like. What we will eventually do, will be opening up that. But what we need from you guys, from your small groups, is we need volunteers. So that's a huge push this week. Just, hey guys, we need volunteers. The church is opening back up. If you used to volunteer, now's the time. Jump on in. All right. So
1: just a side note, 545 is also online still. So if you can't make it in person, 545 on Saturday night or 10 o'clock Sunday morning.
0: Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Good job, Kristen. Thank you. See, she didn't want to do that. And now look at her. <laughs> so um, the first question is, we're, what we're trying to get from that first question is, Is we want you to start to encourage your small group people to be able to hear from God all week long. And so it doesn't just have to be a cross-point message. It can be through worship. It can be through hanging out with your friends. It can be through listening to a podcast or a Bible study, just whatever thing is happening in your heart. And so we want that so that they're starting to think that, you know, am I hearing from God daily, or am I only hearing God for, you know, an hour and a half a week? And if so, like, how can we change that? And so that's where that first question comes from. Uh, just really encouraging people if they say, you know, I'm not hearing anything from God. It's like, well, what are you spending time in? You know, because a lot of times we can't hear from God if we're too busy with the Netflix and the babies and the soccers and all the other fun things that come along. So just really pushing people to say, you know, are you talking to God? Because if you're talking to him, there's a good chance that you can be hearing from him. And then um, the next question, we just wanted to just come right in and give you like a bomb to drop in your group. So this is how I want you guys to navigate it. It says, who do you view as having authority over your life? And how do you respond to these authorities when they ask you to do something you disagree with? Right off the bat, what we're going to have is it's going to turn into a political debate. And if you read the article last week, we are strongly encouraging you guys to not talk about politics. So how do you like that for us to say, hey, guys, don't talk about politics the next week? Hey, guys, who has authority over you in your life? Like how we did that? Because we believe that you guys can navigate this question in a way that's God-honoring. Because it's not just um, uh, the governors and mayors and the president who has authority over us, but A lot of us have bosses, a lot of us have, um, you know, uh, spouses and different things that we have to answer to, Uh, police officers, you know, there's lots of different authorities in our lives, small group leaders, small group coaches, pastors, there's lots of different authorities in our life. And what we want to start thinking is, well, how do we respond to them when they tell us to do something we don't like? because nobody likes to be told something that they don't want to do, right? So just in giving them some thought-provoking time of like, oh no, I flip out. All right, well, this is a heart issue, guys. Let's talk about that. What can we do instead of flipping out? What does Jesus say to do? What does Paul write here? What does Peter write? You know, so these are just good um, questions to kind of get the blood flowing, the heart pumping a little bit. And then um, when we're called to suffer, how can we do so with love and respect? And so just if you've seen anyone suffer if you've, for Jesus, when you've seen anyone suffer for the call of the gospel, you know, how have you seen them do it well? And um, what are some things we can learn from those that we've seen to do well? All right, jumping into our passages. So here's the thing, guys, there's always a question that comes before the passages. So it's not like, just read the passage and tell us what you think. We try to give very poignant, is that a word, poignant, 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 yes, poignant questions so that we're starting to narrow down the passage and narrow down the tunnel to start to get you thinking of certain things. And so there's always a question beforehand. And so if you're not getting a lot of feedback after you read the passages, go back to the question and say, you know, what does this question say about the authorities in your life? And what is the most difficult thing for you to be able to handle? Does that make sense? Because what we want to do with that is we don't want them to just read the passage and be like, yes, okay, right? But it's like, well, are you good at it? Do you struggle with it? And then to dig a little bit deeper, we have these three passages that are a little bit contrasting that we thought would be really fun to kind of get you guys to start thinking in a very, very big, big Bible view. So not just a narrow, you know, boots on the ground view of this passage, but getting to a higher elevation to see the whole, the whole story of the Bible, Genesis to Revelation of, um, what what the story is in there. And so Kristen did some wonderful work this week about it. And so Kristen is going to share with that with you. Uh,
1: yeah, I want to talk about the Daniel 1, which you're going to be reading all of Daniel 1 versus Romans 13, 1 through 7. Daniel 1 is one of the three stories uh, that Steve mentioned in the sermon of respectful disobedience that are found in the book of Daniel. And What you're going to be discussing is the fact that Daniel's disobedience was motivated by his desire to not sin against God. He was expected to do something that was going to cause him to sin, and that was why he was not going to obey. When you jump over to the Romans passage, note the difference in motivation. These people were not being expected to do something sinful are being expected to do something they just didn't want to do. They did not want to pay taxes to the Roman government that they felt was oppressing them. And so their idea of disobeying was not something that was going to make them sin. So you're, you're going to notice a difference in the tone of the stories, and it's, it's going to be great discussion comparing the two.
0: That's great. That's great. And so one of the reasons why we include these two passages in there is because people will say, oh, the Bible has conflicting information. And so what we want to always do is we want to always bring it back to the context of the passage. So if you read about Daniel, Daniel was kidnapped from his land, thrown into a different situation and forced to sin. And he was like, I'm not going to sin, but I'm going to do this in a way that still honors God. Because he asked for permission. Come on, guys. Do your kids ask for permission when they're going to do something naughty? Of course not, because it's naughty. So his disobedience comes from something different. And so I love how Kristen talked about then. It's completely different in the New Testament. And that's why the language sounds a little bit more forceful. And so that's the thing that you want to get to is... When there is this respectful disobedience, what are you really disobeying, right? So what are, you, what are we really going to disobey? And are we going to do it in a way that people are going to want to serve God afterwards? You know, because a lot of us can say, well, we're going to disobey. But are we pulling people to share the gospel or are we pulling people for something different? So these are great things to keep in mind as we move forward. And then the Titus passage is just, it's beautiful because it talks about um, unity through all of the, the whole point of this. The whole point of being a Christian is unity in the body of Christ. And we'll see right now that that's something that we're definitely struggling with. And then lastly, it's for the Lord's sake. And so um, if I could start out every conversation, with a student or with a leader and to say, for the Lord's sake, let's be able to forgive. For the Lord's sake, let's be patient. Let's be kind. Let's be peacemakers. And not for our own sake, not for the sake of you as a small group leader or for the people in your group, but ultimately the reason why we are here and why we serve God is for the Lord's sake, for his name to be known and not ours. And this is such a great reminder of, um, how people will change when we go in the context of, for the Lord's sake, as small group leaders, be listening to the things that um, get people's blood boiling, not so that you're like, oh, I now know what makes you angry, but instead of, hey, this is an area where I can come around you and I could pray with you. I could pray for you. I could walk with you. You know, all of this is not to put shame, but all of this is to say, all right, guys, this week we're cultivating some deep roots of what biblical obedience looks like what biblical submission looks like and we are americans in california in the year 2020 and we don't like it but this is what this is what the bible says and it's beautiful if it's done for the lord's sake so I love you guys. I'm super stoked. I've already heard so many wonderful stories about you guys. You guys are doing great. Thank you so much. As always, any questions, please contact your small group coach or myself. We would love to hear from you stories too. Thank you guys so much. Christian and Beth are signing off.